I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L dot com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I am Chris Ann Hall, and I want to welcome you to our Tuesday edition of the Daily Journal. I'm here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Welcome to the show, J.C. Thanks. Glad to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. We've had a really great week, and I just want to mention to you, Uh, That if you're in this battle for liberty, if you're fighting for truth and right and the Constitution, don't ignore your spirit. Make sure that you take time to feed your spirit because this is not a battle between Republicans and Democrats. This is not a battle between liberals and conservatives or right and left. This is a spiritual battle battle and JC and I have been very blessed this week to be able to spend time uh, feeding our spirit so watch out America we're on our way and we're fully fully fed and we have put on our full armor right JC we're ready we're ready JC's tired today <laughs> there's you feed your spirit every day you should feed your spirit every day but sometimes um Sometimes you just, you need more than other days. Yeah, definitely. So there's something really important to me that I need to address uh, with you all because we talked about this, JC and I talked about this uh, last week, week before, not sure, about the presidential powers and the presidential powers to call troops to the border, to protect the border. And uh, we went through the Constitution. Remember, the Constitution is the uh, source of our, uh, it is the authority, sorry, for our power of government. And what the Constitution says is what has been delegated to the federal government. Remember, the Tenth Amendment says the powers not delegated to the United States are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. We covered very clearly how Article One of the Constitution declares that it is Congress with the authority to call up the militia to, prevent, uh, to guard against invasion or insurrections. Well, you know, we've, sa- we've said this many, many, many times 
on these shows, this is the way Congress wants it, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. they use the president as a shield. Right? You, you don't really hear, you don't really hear Congress saying a lot, right? They're not as, they haven't been as vocal as the president, right? It's their, it's really their job. They should be the ones being the most vocal, but they let the president stand out there and say he's going to do this he's going to do whatever when it's their responsibility and that way they don't they don't take the blame or they can point fingers or whatever so this this is a tactic once again that congress uses to shirk their responsibility and avoid accountability so you know it's wonderful a president would stand up for the sovereignty of the nation but where is Congress? Where where are the people who this is specifically their authority and right. their duty? Now, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 is where you find the source text, the authority for Congress to provide for calling forth a militia to execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections, and repel invasions. Now, JC, since we came out and we talked about on this on the show, I keep getting people sending me articles uh, because there are experts out there who are disputing uh, our constitutional education that the president does not have the authority to to call out the militia, right? So we went to the Constitution. Now, the experts go to Title Eight U.S. Uh, see uh, section 1182 subsection f which they claim gives the power uh, the president the power to quote suspend the entry of aliens unquote whenever he finds their entry would quote be detrimental to the interests of the united states now isn't that always the thing i mean that's so we talk about the constitution okay and then the experts or whoever they always point to a statute, right? right that right. contrary to the Constitution has given some some branch of federal government some power that the Constitution has hasn't authorized. Look, if if you don't if you are a listener to the show and you don't get that, I mean, this is the core premise of nearly every episode of the Chris Ann Hall show. The point is we're pointing to the Constitution, mm-hmm. so you're going to come back and you point to a law. I mean. To, this is this is it. This is the core of the show. This is what we talk about all the time, that this is what the Constitution says. And Congress has written laws that said they have the authority to give power to this person and that person and this branch and that branch. Well, let's just no, be very don't. clear because I think this this is an honest discussion, an, an issue of honest discussion because we have so much confusion out there. And then you get people who who assert a certain amount of trusted authority, right? Sure. I'm a federal prosecutor, I'm Lou Dobbs, I'm this person, I'm that person, and people just simply want to know the truth. And here's the thing, even the Supreme Court, right, in Trump v. Hawaii. So uh, in, in their, their uh, Supreme Court says... Right, because that's the ultimate authority in America, right? The yeah. oligarchy of nine kings and queens. That the, quote, sole prerequisite fe- set forth in 8 U.S.C. 1182-F is that the president uh, find that the entry of the covered aliens would be detrimental to the interests of the United States. Now, I want to read this, okay? 
So they say, the president has lawfully exercised the broad discretion granted to him under 1182F to suspend the entry of aliens in the United States. By its terms, 1182F exudes deference to the president in every clause. It entrusts to the president the decision whether to whether and when to suspend entry, whose entry to suspend, for how long and on what condition. Supreme Court says it thus vests the president with the, I lo- not plenary power, you know, because they love that term plenary power, but now they use ample power to impose entry restrictions in addition to those elsewhere enumerated in the code. Now, we Hold need... Hold on now. This, so, but... Okay, it seems to be me, my sidecar man here because you got to help me. Yeah, because I need to I need to understand right. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, when we talk what we talked about on the show the last time was the calling forth of the troops. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a this is a seems to be melding a couple of distinct mm-hmm. things in this conversation. It is clearly the the the. I mean, when you look at the power to establish uniform rules of naturalization, blah, blah, blah. Where, where, mm-hmm. I mean, where does that lie? That also lies in Congress. Okay, so, I, all right, go ahead. Right, so what, what we have here, exactly what you were saying, and I'm glad you're connecting these dots, okay? So this particular expert uh, who worked with uh, a former federal prosecutor who also... Uh, discussed this with Lou Dobbs. Yeah. Uh, am I am I right to yeah. assume there's no pointing to the Constitution? There's it's absolutely pointing to statute right. and Supreme Court. There's absolutely no pointing to the Constitution whatsoever because number one, you can't point to the Constitution yes. and find presidential power. So that was my point initially. That's always the formula. So how, you, how do you listen to this show and go? You point. Oh, no, you guys are wrong. The, you point out this right here, right? So uh, and I. This you 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 connected some dots here that seem very very clear, and I, I just want to be clear. This wasn't just one person sending me this question. I mean, we had lots and lots of people. And remember, what we're doing is we're teaching uh, how to ask these questions. So I think it's fantastic that people are asking us these questions. No, okay. So here's the other thing going on. I mean, this is this is a problem because this is one of those things where, in this instance. We support the sovereignty of the nation. Okay, mm-hmm. so therefore, somebody, you know, uh, uh, thousands of people pouring over the borders willy nilly, we're against that. Right. Right. We don't like that. Right. So that's, and that's a problem in this right. case because now you're saying, well, since I want this stopped, then the constitutional principles don't matter to me. Well, so but, if you're going to permit yeah, right. right these unconstitutional laws and this, and giving power to this branch and that branch, branch that's not authorized in the constitution how can you reserve that for something that you that you like but then you're against it when it's something you don't like that's what's known as being unprincipled we're not talking about let them come over the border let them do whatever don't stop it the discussion is 
Who has the authority, authority and responsibility to do that? Be clear yeah. in our expression. Be clear in the uh, uh, separation of powers. It's not an argument as it's okay for all these people to come uh, come across, and right. whether it's a military invasion or or we're saying invasion in a in a in a loose general sense, whatever. That's not the argument. The argument is placement of authority. So what what are you? What are these folks? Well, the other arguing? thing that you pointed out in this article is very clear that the statute that is is recognized here is not even the statute that has to do with calling up the militia, right? It has to do with uh, entry of persons in or in and out of the country, yeah. which also, as you also recognize, is an unconstitutional authority for the president. Now, I want to not only point out that obviously, remember, our authority here is the Constitution, not the Supreme Court, not federal statute. But I want to take a second, uh, probably more so when we get back from the break, to discuss why this is important. Why don't we want Congress to be able to share this responsibility with the president. Why don't we want the president to have this authority? Because it's enough to say no, 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 no. And then and then not know why. Because the why is the important part of the no. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. We're going to work through this thing together because I want everybody to have a firm position. I want everybody to have a to be settled in their principles on this issue. Okay. Can, can you walk through a progression and, and separate this out? Because I, what I see is a melding of... Right several issues people are arguing mm -hmm. separate things together and and not understanding the delineations right and, and especially when you know you get we get comments of oh you think it's okay that all this coming across the border okay either we are explaining this terribly or you're not hearing mm -hmm. all right so remember the constitution delegates to Congress the authority to make the uniform rule of naturalization. Right. So they, the they purpose, lay out the laws. Yep, right, exactly. The purpose of Congress is to create the law. So the laws for the border, mm -hmm. coming across the border. Becoming a citizen. Limits, requirements, all right, that. Right, that's exactly right. Now, the, uh, the, one of the authorities of the president is to execute the laws of Congress. Okay. He, so the executive, the president, being the head of the executive agency, will take the laws and execute those right. laws. Right. So then that would be, in practical terms, uh, Customs and Border Patrol, right. ICE, what have you. So right. th those are executive agencies, and those executive agencies enforce or execute the laws that have been made by Congress. That is correct. So to enforce the uniform rule of naturalization, the president can call up ICE 
and Border Patrol to facilitate the execution of those laws. But then calling forth the troops, okay, is that's completely a completely separate thing. Separate thing. Completely separate thing. So that and he that's cannot what, call up. Here's the thing. And that was our discussion. Right. So here's the, the thing. The Just think about this simply. The president of the United States cannot call up U.S. forces to enforce federal law in the United States because that is a violation of posse comitatus, right? So we do not have the military enforcing laws, so you can't say that he's calling up the military to enforce immigration. That is also contrary to the Constitution. Not only is it contrary to the Constitution that the president doesn't have the authority to call them up, but it's also contrary to the Constitution for the federal government to be enforcing laws. That's what we call a standing army. Now, in this Supreme Court opinion that Mm -hmm. the article the people are siding on Lou Dobbs or Daily Caller here um, is talking about the president determining who can come in and who can't. Right now, would that once again, the Constitution says the Congress establishes right. the rules, et right. cetera. Congress so establishes if, the uniform rule of naturalization. Right. So the role of the president would be to, to execute, execute that. that law. So the, if the president to be determining who can and who can't, that's establishing rules of uni- right. uniform rules of naturalization, exactly. right? Right. So if the one, president... Number one, they wouldn't be uniform. Right. Number two, that's not his authority to make that determination. Right, exactly. And that's part of the problem that you see with the federal law that is that is sloughing off congressional responsibility on the president. It, it, If you read that law, it actually gives the president an unlimited discretion on who comes in and who doesn't. So the role of the president at this point is to execute the law that's already been written. The laws that Congress has made has has delegated their responsibility to the president. So the president and the executive branch is no longer executing the laws of Congress. They're actually determining the laws of naturalization and immigration, which is a violation of the Constitution. So then the only other the other argument out there so if you're talking about calling forth the troops, mm-hmm. then th- the Constitution gives certain certain uh, criteria, right, as far as repelling, invasion, w- what have you. Mm-hmm. So, a- Insurrection. And, a- and again, that mm-hmm. would be Congress, not the president. Right. But, but that's when you get into what I see the only gray area of discussion here, uh-huh. this issue of how you're defining the term mm-hmm. invasion. Right now, they're not a they're not clearly a uniform military force, mm-hmm. uh, but what it what what are the constraints of that meaning? Because in a, mm-hmm. in a broad sense, it kind of is an invasion. It's not a military invasion if that's what the uh, uh, con- uh, Constitution is limited to, but it is a, a sort of invasion. Right. Well, we'll talk about this. We're gonna we're gonna ferret all this out. I promise. As and from every direction we cry revolution standing together and without permission soldiers for truth in the war of attrition the love of our country as our The Chris Ann Hall Show. 
She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. Okay? Delegation of power to Congress. Says Congress to provide for the calling forth of the militia to execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections, and repel invasions. That is an authority delegated to Congress. Now, here's the problem that we have, and we have principles here. So now what we have in America is Congress writing laws that, uh, that sends their, de- their constitutionally established authority to the executive branch. Now, let me, let me read to you uh, Thomas, J- I'm sorry, James Madison in Federalist uh, 47. He says, No political truth is certainly of greater intrinsic value or is stamped with the authority of more enlightened patrons of liberty than that on which the object is founded, the accumulation of all powers. He's talking about the object which was founded is separation of powers. He says the accumulation of all power, legislative, executive, and judiciary in the same hands, whether of one, a few, or many, and whether hereditary, self-appointed, or elective, may justly be pronounced the very definition of tyranny. And in 47, James Madison is explaining this separation of powers. He's talking about how you cannot, uh, he's talking about why each branch was delegated its specific authority and why each branch is separate in their powers, which means they can't share that power, they can't steal that power. And that's what we're dealing with here. We're not dealing with, with the president saying, I'm going to take that power from Congress. Yeah. What we're dealing with is Congress saying, we don't really feel like doing this, so we'll give it to you. Yeah. And so what, Jeffers, what Madison is saying is it doesn't matter how it happens, but the fact that it does happen is tyranny. But the arguments disturb me when I hear decent, well-intentioned people saying, well, that's all well and good, but Congress is not going to do it. So then the president has to do it. I mean, you're, you're basically. You're giving them a pass. Right. And what I always, what I hear in that. So this is how I see this convoy, uh, right? It's not a military invasion. I see it as a destabilization op. Oh yeah. This is typical. George Soros. Yeah. This is typical destabilization tactics. Okay. So, People are looking at, all right, yeah, so these guys are supposed to be timed to land at the border election day and provide these optics to disrupt the elections. What if it's bigger than that? What if it's a destabilization op of the very framework of government? They put you in in this situation where now you're essentially calling for Mm -hmm. let's have a king. Right. I mean, it's it's more than it's more than influence in an election. It's undermining and in the entire governmental system, because they've got uh, the people, conservatives, right, who, who say they're supposed to stand for the Constitution, basically saying, no, we want kingly power. I mean, they've trapped. The, it's a trap and now have pressured you into saying, well, 
you know, yes, we understand the Constitution says this, but if you can create the right emergency and a right crisis, we're okay with not following the Constitution. Right. Because it has to be done. And that's the thing. Just come out and admit. Don't be trying to tell me you're a constitutional. Don't tell me you're conservative. Don't tell me you're Republican. Whatever. Just tell me, it's look, I'm anti-Constitution. No, it I, would I just be. Wanna no, be no, it would. I think a better characterization. They're not anti-Constitution. I, I guess they are in a broad sense, but it would be, I think, more aptly described as situational constitutionalists, right? Okay, like that's situational better. ethics. Which situational ethics? Yeah, we're for it. We're we're for the Constitution unless it's not a thing that's important to us. Or unless the crisis is big enough, or, or we, and I would say, I would even say that we perceive the crisis is big, big enough. Because let's it, let's be clear here, if, this is if orchestrated. It's orchestrated, and it, and if even the conservative side is saying this is for optics, then to influence election, then you're admitting it's not a military invasion. It's not an invasion. Now we know a lot of these people that get across the border, they're gonna. Th- I mean, the whole purpose, and I don't think it's just this thing, right? Th- first off, this is not how they operate. It's not like, oh, okay, these five thousand people are coming over so that some people can sneak in and then they can get into the system and overwhelm the system. No, that doesn't happen with one caravan. That's what happens every day. That's a tactic that they're using every day. So they're no, sneaking in. No, this is a political optic. Yeah. So, but I mean, oh, the broad overall, mm-hmm. when you talk about the invasion to collapse the system you know to drain the finances to alter the electorate mm-hmm. that's something that 22 million people right. didn't come in a caravan that's, well, that I think happens over I, a long I want to I want to keep instructional though I mean we can get political theory we can talk about all that but I want to stay instructional today and Montesquieu who is a political philosopher that our founders really relied upon Madison even quotes him in 47 had this very, he wrote a, a, a treatise on government called The Spirit of the Law, and uh, or The Spirits of Law, and in this, Madison's actually, in 47, Madison's actually quoting Montesquieu. And Madison says, from these facts by which Montesquieu was guided, it may, be cl- it may clearly be inferred that in saying there can be no liberty where the legislative and executive powers are united in the same person or body of magistrates. And so what we have now is a situation because the Constitution clearly delegates this power to the legislative branch. We have now the legislative branch working in collusion with the judicial branch to transfer and, and consolidate this power into not just the executive branch, but in one body, right? Yeah. So in one body, which our founders said that liberty cannot survive. Now, the reason the Constitution delegated so so few powers to the president is exactly what you hit on, JC, because you said, as we opened up this segment, it looks to me like the people are really clamoring for a king. Well, the delegation of power to the executive branch in its limited and defined form was precisely because of that. And if you want to get into the details of that, Uh, Alexander Hamilton writes a really great explanation in Federalist 69. And this goes directly to that point we were talking about, directly to the point that the attorney was trying to make, that the president has the right to determine who can come and go because Congress says so. But Federalist 69 says, no, we purposely did not give the president the power to determine who can come and go. That was intentionally created in the legislative branch to prevent the president from becoming a king. Look at what he says. Hamilton says, the president can confer no 
privileges, whatever. The king can make denizens of aliens, noblemen of commoners. I mean, that's very clear. We are not supposed to be having a president who can confer the privilege of entry, the privilege of benefits, the privilege of treatments, because our founders knew a president vested with that kind of power becomes a king. And we didn't want that to happen. So there you have it. Do you want the president to become a king? Do you want to trust the judiciary to make a king? Because remember, what's that settled principle? Your king today is their king tomorrow. Well, that's the thing. If I know that the, the way I can really get what I want is to finally have all power concentrated in a single person, right? I set up that system, and then that guy's not me. Well, then I just replace that guy with me or mine, right? Right. So, and here's the thing. If, if, there, if I know that there's a group of people who in calm, peaceful times are 100% behind the rule of law and the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Yet I know that if I can create a significant enough crisis, then they're willing to lay down those principles and whittle them away and consolidate power. Then what, then what business would I go into? What now has to be my sole focus? The creating yeah. crisis. Creating That's crisis, it. the destabilization. Right, because so, you run around saying, I'm conservative, I'm constitutionalist, but then if, you're saying, if, if, if we can make you so dissatisfied with Congress or we can corrupt the Congress, destabilize Congress in such a way as they're feckless. If we can, right? we can plant the judiciary to be people who are federal supremacists rather than real constitutionalists. Yeah. Then you would say, well, Chris Ann, it's, it's not working. And this situation is really dire, so we need the president to step up and be king. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. how simple is that? Then I just get in the crisis business. I, you know, I, I, I could be some Jewish billionaire who, who betrayed his own people and, you know, can take his money and destabilize country, countries and markets all over around the world and, and make more money to be able to create crisis, to destabilize this, to get you yourself who oppose this guy and his principles to yourself call for the undoing of of the structures of your own government. Right. And so what we have How it, clever would that, that be? would be very I mean that's well clever, right? Well, you know what's happening. But what we have now are people who are uh quote unquote trained in the law, whether they be lawyers, professors or members of the judiciary saying, well, Chrisanne, how are you going to argue with the fact Congress has made this law? Congress has, has passed this law, so that means the president is, is able. Let me see. Well, I think you just made the argument, so right, take but it or I, leave it, right? Right. So in this article, this former prosecutor says, in any event, the president has the authority to stop the entry of all aliens into the United States under title section, blah, 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 and then says... It's just that simple. If it's just that simple, then there is no limit to federal power. The only limit to federal power is whatever Congress can conceive of in their brain. But I want to make one point before we go to the break, then we'll come back into our discussion here. Just because Congress passes a law doesn't make it constitutional. Just because the Supreme Court says 
Congress has made a, ju- a, a proper law doesn't make it constitutional. The authority is Article 6, Clause 2. This Constitution and the laws of the United States which shall be made in pursuance thereof. So if the Constitution says Congress is vested, I don't know how the words go, but they're vested with the authority to establish the uniform, uniform rule of, of naturalization. Okay, so then they make those rules and then within those rules say that the president can make those rules. How can you make the rules and then within the rules do something that's contrary to what the Constitution, right? right? The Constitution says you're the one that makes the rules. So then, I mean, basically what they're arguing is saying, is saying, well, this is a rule of Congress. The rule is that the president can make the rules. That's what they're arguing. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And J.C., what you said before we entered the break is precisely what I'm trying to say here. The that, only that way is the law. That's right. really what it says, and that's what they're arguing. Because because right. it is a law. I mean, they're, is. Sa- they're saying, Chris Ann, there's a law. It says right here in the law that, that, that the president has the right to make the rules. So they're basically saying that the Constitution gave Congress the right to make the rules, and Congress says, okay, we're making a rule, and the rule is the president gets to make the rules. That's Congress giving away the power that the Constitution said is your power. You don't, you're not authorized mm-hmm. to give away the power. And that, that, is, that is a clear violation of separation of powers, which means Article two or Article 6, Clause 2 kicks in, meaning that that law is not made in pursuance to the Constitution, And Article 6, Clause 2 clearly states that when the laws are not made in pursuant to the Constitution, the judges in every state shall not be bound thereby. So this idea that just because Congress makes a law and the Supreme Court says it's okay doesn't actually make it lawful. Because remember, the Supreme Court said that men were property and that it's okay for the executive branch to incarcerate people based on their birth heritage without due process, regardless of their citizenship. So they're saying, but Chrisan, there's a law. And you're saying, but guys, there's a constitution. That's right. That's exactly right. Now, look, this is the danger that we get into. I mean, my goodness, I wish we could learn from history, but we seem to be so short-memoried in America about politics, right? So what we are dealing with now is a segment of the population who really, really like the president, who really, really trust the president, who see a quote-unquote crisis coming up and saying, but Chrisanne, this has to be dealt with, and we trust this guy. The problem is the power you give Trump today is the power that Hillary Clinton will use tomorrow. And I use Hillary because she's probably the worst person you can think of, the most, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe we get, we get um, uh, Fidel Castro-isque kind of person that's president next. So this power, uh, Trump people, this power that you're authorizing Trump contrary, not just outside, but contrary to the Constitution, is the same power that Fidelesque will use 
when he's president. What what aggravates me is so if I'm I'm anti-gun law, so I point to the Constitution. You can't do that. But then I'm anti-legal immigration. These anti uh, you know illegal immigration or anti these guys coming across the border. Then I point to the law mm-hmm. because right. because what I'm asking for is contrary to the Constitution. Right. So it's this picking and choosing. Right. 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 And that's what sort of it's puts crazy. us on at odds because we are. Yeah. So strictly that's everybody's mad and, and, and then twisted into, oh, you want the people coming over the borders. Nobody said that. No, we, I just want people to follow I mean, the Constitution. I always think we have this constitutional crisis, by the way, because we are not following the Constitution. Right. You know, right. this whole crisis exists. We have a whole chain of a nuclear chain of crises because we're not following the Constitution. So then the the rallying cry is let's violate the Constitution to fix this mess that came from violating the Constitution. Right. And what we have are living on, examples guys. as to why this is wrong. Right. So we have the LGBT losing their brain because the federal government under Trump wants to define gender at birth. Yeah, great example. Same thing. Same thing. So you had these people who were behind Obama defining marriage, yeah. defining gender. Yep. They said, President, do this for us. And now Obama's, Obama's not president anymore. Trump is president. He has the power now that the LGBT and, and all of these wanted liberal Obama to have. wanted to have. He has that power. And now they're ticked off because the power is being used yeah. in a way they don't want to. Not only that, this headline at the New York Times just shows me how warped we are thinking of the power of the president and the executive or the, the federal government. It says transgender could be defined out of existence. Wow, what a powerful presidential yeah, well, office well, we have. Designing, first, defining people out of existence. First off, a decade or two ago, I mean, how could you ever even imagine that there would even be this this topic, the idea of there needs to be some sort of law to define it it used to be self-evident right well now it's because the federal government is the source of all our problems the source of all our solutions and the if if it's not defined ruled regulated or lawed by the federal government then it doesn't exist we got to get back to principles we got to get back to the constitution we'll see you guys tomorrow god bless